there's of course honeybees, but there's like over 700 different species of bees and a lot of them are solitary and stingless. And so solitary meaning they don't live in a hive, so they need like a little home and they'll often nestle into like little holes in wood or some of them bury into the ground or things like that. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. Hey listeners, our skin is the human body's largest organ. And if you're anything like me, then you pay very close attention to anything that goes on it. I was so excited when I heard that Four Sigmatic was coming out with the skincare product line and that it was actually going to be edible, vegan, and cruelty-free. They're introducing their very first mushroom face mask and tonic plus superfood serum. I've been using it now for a month and a half and have noticed such a drastic difference in my skin complexion. This is the first purifying face mask that doubles as an adaptogen tonic and a serum that's also a wellness supplement. So now treat your skin to the everyday magic of vegan and cruelty-free edible skincare with no fillers, plastics, or chemicals. For more information, go to foursigmatic.com and if you're interested in trying the product, don't forget to use our promo code radically loved. Again, go to foursigmatic.com and type the code radically loved at checkout so that you can get a special discount on all the Four Sigmatic products. And now back to our show. I am here with a very special guest and someone who I admire very much. Carly Stein is here. Uh, welcome, Carly, on the show. And I am so excited to talk to you about uh, a lot of different things, but hopefully we can really dive into just a little bit of your journey with regard to getting to where you are now. And I'm like, and do you like how I'm just like talking and I'm just like, here's here's Carly, I'm just going to keep talking about you. Um, Congratulations on getting on the 30 under 30 for Forbes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you. And yeah, it's um, the Forbes thing. That was, that's like a feat for my whole team. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. It's, um, it's nice to be recognized for the, for the hard work and a hundred percent. It's like my team along with me. So we're yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome that I'm like, uh, and you're humble too, which come on, like, that's amazing. Um, and, and so obviously this was, it was a journey for you to get to where you are. And I know that you made it your mission to create this, uh, this company that's incredible and it has so many incredible products and it's, um, it's a B Corp, which you can tell the audience what that means and maybe go into a little bit about 
what made you decide to, you know, leave the corporate world to get to being this founder and CEO of your own company? Yeah, so I can totally run through that. So Beekeepers Naturals, just to start off for anybody who's not familiar, we are a bee product company. We make different wellness products. We make superfoods. We're doing things like immune boosters, brain-boosting nootropics, things to elevate your energy levels. Basically, all the stuff to make you feel amazing without any of the chemicals. So we take all of the bad stuff in your medicine cabinet, and we make healthier versions that kind of address health in a full circle way. And we're doing all of that using different components of the beehive as the base ingredient, along with other plant-based superfoods. Um, so that's what we are. We're, we're a superfood company and we work with the bees and we're a benefit corp. And so we're all about saving the bees. The bees play an integral role in our ecosystem. And uh, I'm a beekeeper myself. I started beekeeping when I was in college and we can get into all that. But um, the bees are, are central to our environment and to this company and central to, the to our beekeepers naturals cause of, of saving and supporting pollinators. And so we're a benefit corp, which means we're sort of eco first. We're, we're all about having impact on the planet and specifically impact with pollinators, as I mentioned. And yeah, that's, that's kind of like a, a little bit about us. And um, this company has sort of a special story because it, it was kind of a company that was never supposed to be a company. It was something that, you know, was a hobby and a passion of mine. It was a dream that I just completely did not think I would ever be able to um, move into or make a career out of. But I got there <laughs> somehow. Um, and I started, I used to work in finance. I was working at Goldman Sachs. And so I had one of those good on paper, good go forward, make your mom and dad proud jobs. Um, but I was really unhappy. I was actually very depressed at that time in my life. I had this job that looked great and I was receiving all of this external positive feedback and recognition, but it was very out of line with what I wanted for myself. I sort of just, you know, graduated college with no money, took the highest paying job that I was offered and, and sort of kept climbing that ladder without really paying attention to what I care about or what I had envisioned for myself, which was, you know, very much in a, in a different sector. Um, so I'm kind of going down this road and I'm feeling really isolated, really lonely. I can't understand why I'm so depressed because I'm like, oh, I have a great job. How many of my friends, you know, are having a hard time securing work or, you know, how many people are unemployed? This is, I should be happy, but I'm not. And, um, you know, I was working with people whose values didn't really align with mine and, I was just working insane hours. So I was incredibly isolated. I had almost no, well, not almost, I had no social life. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't sleep. I, you know, all nighters were kind of a frequent occurrence. And that was just sort of how it was. And it was, it was really hard. I sat down and I did what I know how to do, which is make a spreadsheet because I'm a nerd. <sighs> And I made a spreadsheet about happiness and when I was the most happy in my life. And the thing that I kept coming back to was the bees. I, I started, as I mentioned, beekeeping when I was in college and I just really fell madly in love with that. It, I started really just looking to heal myself, um, you know, not 
I wish I was like cool enough that I was just like, Ooh, I'm going to start beekeeping because I'm a cool hipster. Um, but no, I just, I found these products and with my autoimmune condition, propolis specifically and other bee products were the only things that were helping. And I couldn't get my hands on pesticide free bee products. Cause even at the farmer's markets, like, you know, they're not running pesticide tests and they, they don't have that luxury. Um, and so I started beekeeping really just to kind of get my hands on this good stuff that was making me feel better. And I fell madly in love with that. So on my happiness spreadsheet, beekeeping was like front and center. And that's, I kind of just knew that's where I had to go and, and what I had to do. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll pick it up as a hobby. I can, I'm allowed to have like a weird quirky hobby. Um, so that's all I thought it would be. And in it, beyond beekeeping, the part that I really love is making products. Like that's such a special part for me. Um, so I started, I started doing that. I, I just started having this really strange hobby where I was sourcing bee products from my friends who had sustainable apiaries. I was, you know, turning them into things, um, and then sharing these products with my friends and family. And then eventually I started sharing them at farmer's markets. So I would work like, you know, my typical 16 hour analyst days during the week. And then on the weekends, I would have like a farmer's market stand and everyone thought I was completely crazy. Oh my um, but I loved it. And I was just excited about sharing them. And I wasn't, I wasn't really letting myself think about it in a big way. I, I, w I was too scared and too insecure to let myself go big with any of these ideas. So I would just be like, yeah, I have extra product. I'll sell it at a farmer's market. It's fun. <laughs> I wasn't allowing myself to go to the place of like, okay, people love this. This is working for other people. This could be a real thing. I could really have mm -hmm. impact. So I was just mm -hmm. too scared of even approaching those sort of bigger thoughts. But did they cross your mind at all? I think they, they did a little bit, but I really was, like, working hard to silence them. Oh. Um, I just didn't think I could do it, and I didn't think that was an option. And I was really scared of the social repercussions of, you know, telling my friends and family, hey, guys, this really good job that I have, I'm going to scrap it and go sell bee products. I was really scared of just the response I would get. And to be fair, when I did that, I did not get the best response, so rightfully so a little bit. Um, but I had to get to a place with myself where I was okay, not getting the best response. And, and I did get there, of course. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was beekeeping a little bit. I was sourcing products from my friends with sustainable apiaries. I was, you know, making products in my apartment, playing mad scientist and doing this whole thing. And I started to, kind of get back a hold of my my mental health I started to really feel a little bit more of a sense of purpose um, I was excited about something for the first time in a while and I was just like okay I'm not going to question it I'm just going to keep moving in this direction and before I knew it I had other people reaching out sharing their experiences with the product we started with just propolis and you know there's a lot of people who are autoimmune a lot of people who have sensitivities to mm -hmm. different medicines and I started getting emails from people kind of all over the country that their friend bought this at this market and sent it to them and nothing's worked and they have Hashimoto's or yeah. some other thing where, that, you know, makes, makes medicating challenging and they started using propolis and their immune system's amazing and there's no adverse reaction and it saved their life. 
And so anyways, I start getting the, the, these um, beautiful inbound messages that were really exciting to me. And the second I got those, I was like, oh, you need more. I'll ship it to you. So it was really, it was like, it just kind of built up in this really slow, authentic way, um, just kind of one foot in front of the other. I needed to set up. I, I started off, of course, just like shipping it myself. And then it got to a point where I was making so much product that I needed support. So I started looking, looking into co-packers um, and just like literally Googling these things. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, that was sort of like, that was going to be one of my questions is like, how do you even get started? And I love that you said you started Googling because I mean, Mr. Googs is like the know-all, you know, or Mrs. Googs. Continue. A hundred percent. Yeah. So literally no idea what I was doing, just Googling things. Um, yeah. Just kind of finding them as I, as I went really. And, and that's how, that's how it started building. So it was, it was basically approaching problems as they came up and, um, figuring it out using Google, reaching out to people on LinkedIn. I am like a LinkedIn sleuth master. I would just find <laughs> and creep them and send the messages. And like 90% of the time you do not get a response, but occasionally I had somebody who was feeling extra generous, who would kind of get back to me and, and me some feedback on stuff which was really great and what, what kind of questions were you were you asking like what were you looking for at this at this packaging point? boxes mm. um you know I would find somebody who's like head of design at a company and be like hey I really love your design is there is there a box is there a specific producer you used for this and occasionally they'd get back to me and I'd get in touch with that producer and then they would laugh at me because I was doing such a small run size um and then I would like somehow convince them mostly by like bribing them with propolis and honey to do small run size for me. Um, and that's, that's really how it started. It was just, it was very, it was very kind of go with the flow because I didn't, I still was looking at it as a hobby. I still at that stage was, was too scared to see it for what it could be. Um, so that's just kind of the way that it started building. Wow. And then what happened after that, as I start to sort of refine my operations, um, I set up a website and then we started getting some serious inbound and I'm from Canada and I had, I had shared the, the products with a few Canadian stores when I was home. And before I knew it, we were in 600 stores across Canada and I had this like <laughs> double life where I was, you know, later by day and then running this bee product company, like hoping nobody figures out what's going on there. Um, and yeah. And when it got to that point, I was like, okay, I think this is a thing. I think I can do this. Somebody needs to run this company. I'm my happiest when I'm doing this and all other parts of life are kind of gray for me. Um, I'm just kind of going through the motions. And so I knew I needed to leave Goldman, but that was sort of, the next set of challenge was, was the social issues around that. I, my, my friends and family legitimately thought I was having a mental breakdown. Like I got interventioned. I don't know. Oh no. You've never been interventioned, but it's horrible. Oh my goodness. No, they, they did. Yeah, what happened? Oh, they just like sat me down and they're like, they're like, you know, lack of sleep. 
um, working this hard can do this to you, like basically telling me I'm throwing my life away in like kinder words. In some cases it was kinder words. Um, yeah, people thought it was crazy, but it, and it wasn't from a malicious place. It was just, it was just, you know, a lot of people do crazy things <laughs> from exhaustion and I was working really, really hard and that was very visible. And people don't really understand what it means when you say you're starting a bee product company. Like maybe had I said like cosmetics or raw chocolate or something that was just a little bit more familiar. Mm -hmm. um, but I had this really good solid go forward and it looked, it just, it looked like I was on this great track and people couldn't understand why I would give that up for something that's so high risk that truly doesn't even make sense to them. And so it was coming from a place of protection, but it was really scary to hear because I, I already had all of those fears. It's, it's terrifying starting a business um, for anybody and, you know, giving up something that is good and is supporting you is very scary as well. And by the way, just to mention, my, my day job was funding this entire operation. So I was literally putting my salary into wow. it. Um, yeah. I, I didn't raise money until uh, quite recently bootstrapped it for a while. So, you know, for people who want to follow their dream and kind of start their side hustle, it, it's hard, but it's definitely doable. Hello, listeners. Uh, as many of you know, I am a yoga teacher, which means I like to wear a lot of stretchy pants and things that are, things that are comfy and actually look good and that fit my curves right. And so, you know, when we shop for things that we like to wear out, for me, I like to look for two things. Number one, affordability. And number two, it has to be of good quality. So I'm not sure about you guys, but when I slip into a comfy pair of yoga pants or a nice top, I want to actually feel like it fits my body and I don't want it to feel like I'm sausaging myself <laughs> into something. I know that's a little bit TMI, but it happens sometimes. With that being said, I'm super excited to partner with a company founded by the beautiful Kate Hudson. Fabletics is a fashion-focused activewear brand with the mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone because of their exceptional price point. No matter if you're ready to zen out in a yoga class or go to a spin class or take a stroll in the park, Fabletics has you covered and carries gym wear suitable for any type of workout. Fabletics is your one-stop shop for affordability gym wear and all of their designs are created in-house. Trust me, you seriously can't find these pieces anywhere else. So before I forget, Fabletics is offering all of you an incredible deal so you don't want to miss the get two leggings for $24 at $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. So all you have to do is go to fabletics.com forward slash Rosie, R-O-S-I-E, to take advantage of this deal now. So that's fabletics.com forward slash Rosie to get two leggings for $24 and also free shipping in orders over $49. International shipping is available and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. So go to fabletics.com forward slash Rosie, or you can go to the show notes for this episode and click the link directly. And now back to our show. Yeah, so I had to get away from all of the voices and the, the noise and um, basically all the opinions mm -hmm. of the people I loved that just weren't really serving me. So I booked a flight to Indonesia 
and I I was planning on staying in Southeast Asia for three months and just kind of being on my own, focusing on work, no distraction. And that's exactly what I did. So I went out there, put my head down. I worked out of a co-work space. I did a ton of yoga and meditation and I started putting together a business plan. I brought green skews to market while I was out there. And then after that, I started building a fundraising plan. And then I came back after three months and I closed around a funding and yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and just kind of continuing the journey since, but it was really, I mean, there's, there's new challenges constantly, but it was, I think some, for a lot of people, the hardest part is just getting started. The hardest part is like taking the first step and it's really overwhelming when you're starting a business because there's nobody telling you what to do, what to do next or where to start or where to go. You just kind of have to put your head down and figure it out and hope that the step you're taking is the right one when there's a good chance it's not. And then be okay with the fact that when you take the wrong steps, you are going to be capable of, of figuring it out. It's really just like having a startup for me is an exercise of getting in touch with your gut learning to believe in yourself and getting really good at cleaning up the messes you make. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really great, great way to put it because I feel like a lot of the time when people have an idea or they're passionate about something, the biggest thing that keeps them from doing what they want is the fear of making a mess. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, so how, so for you, what did those messes look like and how, aside from the intervention, right? Like that, that to me, I'm just like, how, how do you even come to a resolve? And I hope that everybody that tried to intervene on you is like really proud of you now. And, and yeah. now you're like on the, you know, in, in the Forbes 30 under 30, which is incredible. Um, how, how were you able to come out of, you know, those, those, moments where you felt like you didn't know what to do or you were maybe having a hard time or maybe you were even questioning that if what you were doing was right. I mean, did you even have any of those moments? I definitely did. So I didn't fully question. I knew what I was doing was right because I really, I'm so passionate about giving people natural alternatives to heal. So much of what we're taking makes us sick. And then on the natural side, so much of what we're taking is this like beautifully branded designed fluff that doesn't actually move the needle for your health. And that's not what people need. Um, so I'm really just passionate about sharing these products. And I think especially coming from the beehive, it's like an ancient wisdom. These are tried and trusted remedies that have incredible health applications. So, you know, sharing them is like a mission of my life. Um, but I had a lot of, I mean, I've never, I've, I'm, I never was, and I am still not a person who can, who sits there and thinks that I have it figured out or I have some innate skill set that's going to allow me to beat everybody else on this journey. Um, I'm not the best at anything. What I know about myself is that I work really, really hard and I will not give up on the things I believe in. And I, I really think that is all that you need. You do not have to be the best. You do not have to be the brightest. 
you just have to be prepared to put in the work and not give up and be resilient and keep doing better. Hmm. Thank you. I think that those are, I mean, so, such strong words of not only encouragement, but advice, because this is the number one thing that people struggle with, especially when they're in a position where maybe they're unhappy with their current job or they're in a position where they feel like they're stuck because we we need security right like the mind is job is designed for survival and if we begin to jeopardize that feeling of safety we can really doubt ourselves and our own abilities right mm-hmm. so for you in in this in where you are now you know you're you're at the precipice of this really incredibly uh, expansive and thriving business that is um, not only bringing value and health to the world, but is also um, mindful of the environment. What, what things are you looking forward to next? What kind of, um, what, what kind of vision do you have for your company? Yeah, so, so much there. I mean, like I said, I'm so passionate about giving people options beyond pharmaceuticals and just helping people to feel better as somebody who was sick for a lot of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, finding something natural that can actually make you feel better, whether it's brain fog, energy, whatever. Um, that's that's such an empowering tool. And yeah, we're, we're really big on just educating about that. People know about honey, but they don't really know what propolis is or what royal jelly is or what pollen is or how to use these other superfoods from the hive. So it's really exciting being able to share those and then kind of hear feedback on the way that they've changed other people's health. And then, of course, it's all about the bees where we're, we work really hard to educate about the role pollinators play. Um, we work really closely with UC Davis Bee Research. They're one of our charity partners. And then in Canada, we work with the Canadian Bee Research Fund. So we run different campaigns for um, those two amazing organizations. But really, we're just trying to start the conversation and help to encourage people to change their, their daily patterns, whether it's shopping local and organic or, you know, creating a bee or a pollinator habitat in their, in their yards or getting away from pesticides on their lawns. These little things make such a difference. And unfortunately, we're at a stage with the environment where everybody really needs to take action. Even if it's in the smallest way, we need everybody doing that because, you know, otherwise we're, we're going to have a very hard time bouncing back from this. Yeah. What, what is our role in the caring of the bees? Do you think like how, what, what is the current issue that we're doing that's harming them and what can we do to prevent that? So there's a lot of factors that are affecting the bees. So just to take a step back a bit. So year over year are, so honeybees are some of the world's most important pollinators. There's a lot of fruits and veggies and flowers that can't self-pollinate. They can't reproduce on their own. And they rely on bees to literally pollinate, to transfer pollen from the male to female part and allow them to reproduce. So some of the crops that rely on bee pollination, things like almonds, avocados, blueberries, um, coffee is partially bee pollinated cucumbers, squash, there's, there's so many foods that we eat, apples, like, you know, the list goes on and on, that we don't realize we would have a very hard time procuring if we lost the bees. So just thinking about that, if 
you know, forget about bee products for a second. If we lost the bees, the inflation on our healthy food, like healthy food would almost be like inaccessible. It would be, you know, very hard to grow these different foods and it would be impossible to do so naturally. And I mean, that's certainly not a world that I want to live in. And then the ecosystem at large, things like wild flowering plants that bees pollinate, the ripple effect it would have on other species would just be devastating. So the bees are integral. They're kind of like the pillars of our entire ecosystem, in my opinion. And um, they've been year over year declining pretty rapidly. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. One of them is climate change, of course. Climate change is making, you know, it's, it's really harsh on the bees and we're, we're losing bee habitats. The horrible fires in California recently were, were really devastating for some of my mm-hmm. bee friends. Um, and I mean, of course, everyone. Um, and then pesticides are something that I am really passionate about. So starting in 2006, when they took DDT out of the game, Mm-hmm. they replaced it with this neuroactive substance called neonicotinoids and that's the most common class of pesticides that are used right now and it's pretty widely used um the u.s is pretty bad in other parts of the world there's been some momentum to stop so in europe we've seen some places institute a ban in canada ontario was the first province to institute a partial ban on neonicotinoids So there's definitely some positive momentum in other parts of the world, but right now in the U.S., um, it's definitely rough. And we know that these pesticides are having devastating effects on the bees. They're water soluble. So they're degrading our soil, getting into our water supply. We really don't know the long-term effects on us. Um, So it's just something to really be aware of what you're using on your lawn, what you're putting in your body on the produce side, and knowing that the bees are so heavily exposed to these pesticides, if you can create a pollinator habitat, you're basically giving them a clean source of food. And a pollinator habitat, it's really simple. All that I mean when I say that is planting some flowers for the bees and planting flowers that are pesticide-free, untreated heirloom, some flowers and plants that do not have this gross neonicotinoid coating, um, and just giving, basically giving the bees clean food. So that's, it's a little thing you can do. And then as I mentioned, supporting local growers and growers who are doing things the right way. So it's, you know, it's hard to do all the time. Um, I do my best with it, but I I try really hard to buy produce that's pesticide free, Mm -hmm. um, that's grown in in sort of an an ethical, responsible way. I I live in an apartment, but my apartment is like my windowsills are lined with plants and my balcony is just full of um, pesticide free plants. I have a, a bee bath, especially when it's, when it's hot out in the hot summer months or if you live in a warm place, the bees get thirsty too. So if you just put out like a, a bowl with some mulch and rocks for the bees to perch on and a little bit of water for them to drink, it's a nice thing to do to help support them. And then spreading the word is so important, letting people know um, what's happening with pesticides and you know how exposed they really are and how important it is to kind of step up and um, make better choices as consumers to encourage people who are doing the right things in the market. Yeah. I love that. I love the bee bath, Carly. I, I, can you send it? Do you have a picture of it? I wonder if we can like post a, a picture of, of a bee bath. I think that'd be really cool. Um, also have um, on our blog, actually, we did a blog post about it, pollinator hotels. So there's of course honeybees, but there's like over 700 different species of bees. And a lot of them are solitary and stingless. 
And so solitary meaning they don't live in a hive, so they need like a little home and they'll often nestle into like little holes in wood or um, some of them bury into the ground or things like that. And so a bee hotel or a pollinator hotel is literally just like a little, um, I, we took like blocks of wood and different size drill bits and drilled holes in and we kept it facing the sun and a little bit off the ground to encourage other pests. And it's a great way to give more sort of green space in this um, concrete environment to pollinators. Yeah. That's on our blog, if anyone wants to check it out. Yeah, we'll add the link in the show notes to that. So if you're listening to this, just go to the show notes and we'll provide that link on there for you guys. Uh, Just a couple more questions. And I'd like to just quickly touch on your own ritual or what you do for yourself to, you know, kind of keep yourself, uh, cared for, (laughs) like sane, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, um, you mentioned yoga and meditation, and I'm curious as to what sort of rituals you have, um, for yourself to keep you in, in, uh, a state of equilibrium. Mm -hmm so important and I have so many rituals that I'm average at (laughs) but I'm trying um it's really hard it's very hard to create balance at least for me as an entrepreneur I'm also just a I'm such an extreme person generally so this is something I would struggle with in any career I think but it's of course highlighted in the one I've chosen um so I have to work really hard to build routine um I I do meditate. I try my best to meditate every morning, even if it's for five minutes. That has been such a game changer. So I I do that. I usually wake up and do that. And then I have my five minute journal and I'll jot down some things I'm grateful for. I think that's such a powerful way to start and end your day. So every morning, a few things I'm grateful for. And every night, a few wonderful things that happened in that day. It makes such a difference. And if you're having a horrible day, there is nothing like sitting down and writing down all the good things. Um, and it can be like this almond milk latte. It's, you know, sometimes it's, it's things that are right in front of me. Sometimes it's like sort of <laughs> bigger things <laughs> about the world at large. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, that has made a huge difference for me. And because I trend towards anxious, taking a moment to breathe and remember what's really important is, critical for me. Um, And then I have a lot of different wellness routines. So I practice yoga probably two to three times a week. Um, I exercise three times a week and I'm, I'm super healthy. Um, I use a lot of bee products, of course, but I, I really do integrate them into my routine and use them in place of a lot of kind of medicines that I think a lot of people are taking. So for example, for my anxiety, I use our bee chill honey. So we have this honey with CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a raw honey with organic high potency hemp oil. And then there's like a little bit of MCT oil in there as well to make it more bioavailable. And I do a spoon of that. I have one in my, in my um, matcha that I'm drinking right now, but I usually do it before bed. I'll do just a teaspoon on its own before bed taking honey before bed generally, whether it's got CBD in it or not, is also just really great because it allows for a slow, steady rise in insulin, which lets the amino acids cross the blood-brain barrier. 
So when you have honey, it's allowing that slow, steady rise allows tryptophan to cross the blood brain barrier. And then it's converted into serotonin and then melatonin in the dark. And so those are, you know, natural, well-documented sleep aids. And then the other thing is having a little bit of raw honey before bed helps to stock glycogen stores in the liver. And if you do like a pinch of Himalayan salt with it as well, it's, it's great for absorption and it sort of slows the release. So raw honey is awesome as a sleep aid. When you combine it with CBD, it's like the best thing ever. Um, and then in the middle of the day, I'll, I'll sometimes take a bee chill stick as well. We have them for on the go sticks because jars were fucking up my purse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'll take one of those if I have a really hectic day. Uh, I start every morning. We were talking about this with, um, our bee powered superfood honey. It's got royal jelly Mm -hmm. in it. Yep. That's what I use. Yeah. Awesome for energizing. I, I'm trying to cut out, I mean, as I'm literally sipping on a matcha and telling you this, but I'm trying to cut out caffeine. I was like aggressively drinking coffee for a minute there. Oh, so wow. the bee powered has really helped. And then the bee elixir shots as well. I'll use them for kind of brain fog. If I have a big meeting, anything I need to be in the zone for. And then propolis I take every single day. I use propolis. Like I am basically a bee at this point. I use <laughs> It's, it's the only so propolis has fully stabilized all my immune stuff. So for me, propolis is like the thing I won't go without. And so I do usually I'll spray it into my coffee. I just like keep it in my bag. I'll probably do like 10, 10 sprays a day more. If I'm traveling, I will knock it on a plane without propolis just because I want to protect my body from the free radical damage, the recycled air, all the germs. Um, and I travel a lot. So I'm using a ton of bee products. Um, I'm pretty heavy on like the plant-based stuff and I'm really into making these weird tonics. Like my matcha that I'm drinking right now has like 20 ingredients in it. It's a little extra, but I'm excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) I prioritize wellness and I make time for, for movement. Um, gratitude journaling is huge. Meditation is a constant, is an ongoing practice for me, but it's something that I'll continue to prioritize and work towards. Um, and then something I've started doing recently because it was just getting like insane is, um, time blocking my day. So I did, I I just, I just sat down and I was like, what are things I need to happen in my day to stay sane? Um, what are things that I need to happen in my day to make sure that I'm doing my job the best that I can? What are the things that need to happen in my day to make sure I'm happy? And I just wrote those out and I really like oversimplified and, I, I carve out time blocks now for, for those things. And I, you know, life happens and I don't always stick to them, but just having, having that routine for me is really helpful. Otherwise you're just kind of like flying by the seat of your pants, especially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, yeah. um, that's super, uh, helpful. I think, you know, when you have a routine and you have re- rituals like this, I think it's, it's incredible to be able to do, uh, consistently, right. It's like we build any type of practice. If we do it as much as we can, we create a new neurological pathway. And, and so it allows for new habits to begin to take root. Right. Exactly. I think it was like 21 days to create a habit. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That's so great, Carly. I love it. Okay. So I have two final questions. Um, one is pertaining to this particular podcast and 
you know, you talk to us a lot about your journey and, and getting to where you are now and really believing in yourself and believing in your own abilities and, you know, picking yourself up when you, when you get down and part of your, your rituals and why us taking care of the bees is so important. So the last questions I, I ask all of my guests this, and it's pertaining to this particular podcast. I created Radically Loved as a way for us to cultivate a community and to build a tribe from this idea that we are radically loved and supported by the universe. And the universe works for us and not against us. And so the questions to you are, the first one is, how do you feel that radical love? And the second is, what do you radically love? I love that so much, first of all. Okay, so the, the book, The Alchemist, it's one of my favorites. And I promise I'm going to answer your question. Just a small tangent. <laughs> but um, I do it. I, I really, I actually remember this moment. I was in upstate New York and I was, I was like with a bunch of my friends who were all kind of finance people. Um, and I just went off and I was like walking on a trail alone. And I felt really uncomfortable because I had just left the job where I had like a little bit of, I guess it gives you like a little bit of prestige or credibility. And I was with this group of people who were lovely, but they all thought I was like kind of a weirdo with the bee product company. And this is before I had kind of really started it. And they were just like, oh, that's cute. This girl doesn't have a job. Um, and then, and so I, I was just kind of feeling shitty and insecure and I go on this walk and I was thinking about in The Alchemist how when you, that, that quote, I think it is, or you know, I read The Alchemist ages ago, but I think they say, when you really want something, the entire universe conspires to, mm -hmm. to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I just felt that. And I was like, there's nothing in my life right now, at least, that I want more than this company. Like, I just want this to happen so badly. Um, and it was just like, it was such like a big feeling. And, you know, after that, things started happening. And so I think I had to kind of like, it's all about the energy you bring to things and, you know, how you show up and how you perceive yourself and the different things around you um, and shifting my energy and shifting my self-perception and starting to just really trust that that allowed me to move through challenges so yeah i just i love i love that concept and i really do believe that the universe has your back if you let it um and everything in life is just an exercise of falling more in love with yourself and if you if you kind of come from that place you can really make anything happen and you can really move through any challenges i really do believe that um so i don't know if that answers the question but um, I think that's just sort of a really positive way to perceive the world and it can be hard to maintain that when hard things happen, but trying to come back to that place um, and the gratitude thing helps, but trying to come back to that place because it really like the challenge of life is just learning to love yourself, I think, for most people. Mm. Um, and yeah, once you're coming from there, you you really can do anything because no, no mistake is unfixable when you love yourself and trust yourself to, to get it right. Um, and then the thing, the next one was the thing that I, I love. Yes. What do you radically love? I radically like fierce mama bear 
probably too much, love my team. Like I, I, you know, seeing other people make your dreams their dreams is the most inspiring thing in the world and watching other people create and other people grow. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it would, I didn't think it would have the effect. Like I, I like, my team has like seen me cry a hundred times. It's embarrassing, but um, <sighs> I didn't think it would have the effect on me that it does. I knew I would be proud of people, but seeing people completely overcome their own challenges and mm-hmm. perceive themselves in different ways and just like, the scope of things they can take on watching that change and watching the confidence that builds um, and just the way that affects their self-concept is the most incredible thing in the world. And I have so much love for these people who are dedicated to that kind of growth. Mm. So, and, and yeah, they, they work, they work their asses off and they really have made this dream their dream. And it's as much theirs as as it is mine at this point. Um, and I'm just so proud of that and so grateful for them. I love that. Carly, thank you so much for the people that are listening to this podcast. Where can they go for more information about you and beekeepers naturals? You can check us out at beekeepersnaturals.com. We also have an amazing Instagram. It's beekeepers underscore naturals and we're on Facebook and all the social places. Um, and yeah, we have lots of cool info about products and bees and the environment and we love connecting. So, so come hang out with us. Yes. And don't forget to check out, uh, Carly's feature in the Forbes 30 under 30, which we will also link to the show notes of this episode and everything along with everything else that Carly just mentioned. So I just want to take a moment to thank you, Carly, for doing all of the work that you're doing, uh, with not only yourself, but with. Uh, this company and with the environment and with the bees you're the bee whisperer and I'm, I'm really grateful to have somebody like you that's looking out for the rest of us and for providing so much value and looking out for our health and for creating a product that's sustainable and is there to create a better life for all of us so thank you for that um, thank you so much for having me yeah thanks for being on I hope uh, we can do this again definitely. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good, and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life. For more information, go to radicallyloved.com 
or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.